Broadcasting live across Downpatrick and beyond. You're listening to your local station. This is FM 105. Welcome along to the Chris Scott Show tonight on FM 105 Down Community Radio. And thank you for joining me and lending me your ears. Very special show here tonight. Um, slight clue there with the opening track, yeah, Under the Moon of Love, a massive hit for that group show, Waddy Waddy. Number one in 1976. So tonight, I'm in conversation with their drummer, Romeo Challenger. Uh, he's the only member of the band who's still playing with them, almost 50 years on the road now, and still going strong. Shwadi Wadi have a 10 UK top 10 hits and a total of 160 weeks in the top 40. Their greatest hits album, 1976 to 1978, made it to number one in 1979. Ruby is going to talk to me tonight about his early life, his life in the music industry, formation of Shwadi Wadi and early days and top of the pops, and life with the band as it is now. And that's all coming up after this one. Back to 1978, and it's a little bit of soap. Do stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Chatting with Chris on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. We're going to go all the way back to 19th of February 1965. Why am I doing that? Well, that'll all become very apparent very soon. The Leicester Chronicle. And, and there was an article in the paper at that time, Leicester and uh, District Schoolboys, Steve Press and Graham Shepherd, Jeff Blockley, Peter Shelton, no less, Keith yes, Smith, yes. yeah. And there, there's another gentleman on the other end of the line who was actually named in that article, Romeo Challenger. Romeo, yeah. welcome to the programme. Okay, glad to be here. Yeah, I, I guess that might bring back a few memories, the District Schoolboys football teams. Well, it, well, it, well, it, well, it does, because, I mean, I... You know, I mean, as I mean, you you mentioned two people who in that name who actually, apart from me, went on and did, um, you know, did well. That was um, Peter Shelton and Jeff Blockley. Yeah, both, yeah. Both were in um, England internationals. Yes, yes. Yes, and I, I, I mean, uh, that team actually eventually um, were joint winners of the English Schools Trophy. That's 1965, yes. And that was right across England, was it? Was that a... Was that a... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all the English schools. Yeah, English schools trophy, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I read another article then, 24th of March, 1965. Where are we getting these from, Romeo? <laughs> Your past... I'm, I'm, I'm just about to ask you, where'd you get those? Because, you know, I'd like to get my hands on those myself. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you copies. <laughs> but actually, now old newspapers have been digitised and they're on the British Newspaper Library. So... Oh, Okay. You, you can yeah. log in online now. Sometimes there's subscriptions for those, but do you know what? Yeah. It's amazing what you find there. So there was it an says, article, yeah. uh, and it was actually uh, about yourself. Uh, possibly uh-huh. the most colourful name in schools football went to most secondary boys. Is also an excellent cricketer and basketball player. Yeah, yeah. We played. Yeah, I was, I was, I was. I, you won't believe it. I mean, I'm, I'm not very particularly tall. Yeah. But I was, a, I was the captain of my basketball team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and captain of the fo- captain of the cricket team as well. Wow, what a talent! So <laughs> we're not going to talk here about your talking because if anybody doesn't know who you are, uh, you become obviously very famous. Romeo Challenger, you were the you are the drummer with Shwari Wari, of course. I am the drum. Yes, yes, I have been since since the first day we went on stage. That's amazing, uh, and and probably the only original member on stage. Is that right at the minute? I am at this moment in time the only original member 
in the band. So um, next year will be 50 years. That's amazing. 50 years next September, I believe. Wow, that is amazing. So the transformation from the sporting world to the music world, what happened? How did all that come about? Well, well actually, I, I, I was involved in both sides of it. I mean, I did play football and up until... Um, 1967, something like that. Um, tied, um, tied in with Leicester City, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I was also playing drums. I started playing drums when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, there was all that. Those two was tagging each, at each other. I mean, like, come, come, what was it? 1965. It was looking like I was going to be a professional footballer, but then that was at the youth level. When you when you leave school and move up, then you have to go into another level, which is like bigger, stronger guys, blah blah blah, yep. and all the rest of it. So you you always find that you, you even in a higher grade of football, you get guys who play well in the under twenty ones and under twenty threes, and when they get to senior level, it just doesn't happen. That's right. Yeah, I, I think that's kind. Of, that's probably. Probably what happened to me anyway. Yeah, so the drumming, so a very early age, so you were, I mean, you're, I'm not going to give away your age, it's all, but I mean, everyone about you obviously is online, of course, but, you know, you, you're probably talking about 60, mid-60s, early to mid-60s then? When, when, yeah, you know, yeah. Music influences, yes. you know, what was what was going on there? Well, at that time, well, I mean, uh, it was the Beatles, the Stones, mm. you know, the, all, 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 the, all the bands that, uh, you know, you would think of, from the 60s. I mean, like, uh, Beatles, The Stones, The Trogs, the Trogs, the, everybody, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where I got my influences from as well. But but having said that, yeah, it's about, by 1966, um, I've been playing four years, and three years later, 1969, I turned professional anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, like, oh, I was, you know, well into playing by then. But I mean, I, looking back, I'm, I'm glad um, the music took off instead of the football. Because the football, number one, uh, my career would have been done thirty odd years ago or longer. You, you know, footballers weren't paid very well then, in them days anyway. Yeah, but it, it's not it's not just about money anyway. But I just think yeah. um, I can still find myself on stage and play fairly well yeah. as a professional musician, yeah. a footballer. Couldn't do that. Not at my age. <laughs> You've been very modest, of course. You, you play fairly well. You know, let, let's be honest. You've had so many. Do, do you find now, you know, with Shwari Wadi over all those years, that things get very repetitive? And I mean, that's your job, of course, and you have to do that. But, well, you know. Yes. You, I know you've got. Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, we play the same songs because that's what the people come to come to hear yeah we, it's not it's not self-indulgent yeah but by the same times it's not repetitive because really what happens is no show is the same i mean it all depends by uh, audience reaction as well so what you might have a um a fairly reserved uh you know response at one venue and the next venue you go to it's you know they're going crazy yeah, yeah. so it's so every every show is different even though you know the uh, the songs are the same mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do change we do change songs from time to time. But then again, as I said before, you've got to realise that people actually come to hear those songs. That's the only reason why we still work. 
Yeah, of course. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, I, and sitting in front of me, I have the greatest hits, 1978, which is probably one of my early albums. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it, it, it's every, nearly every one on that. I think everything was a hit on that, actually. On the, you know, in those days, that, that 1970s oh, yeah. period, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, greatest hits. I mean, I, I, should, I, I don't know what it looks like anymore because I don't, I don't have a copy. If I have, a, I've not seen it for a while. But. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that strange? <laughs> there you are. There, there you are in the first. Part of our discography than I do. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But there you are in the front cover uh, and your yellow jacket. I think it is some sort of yellow crepe, and you know the way what you guys wore. Is that still what you do on stage? Do you still wear the the drapes oh, and the? And oh, oh uh, yes. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's. I mean, the drapes. It's that. That's our signature. Yeah. You know, that's, we have to wear those. Chatting with Chris on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Interestingly enough, I've seen some promo photos of you over the years, and you tend not to in some photographs. I tend, well, I don't, very rarely do I wear drape in stage now. Yeah. Because, okay. of the, because of the drumming activities, my arms and I, it was just becoming impossible to work properly. Yeah, with, yeah. You yeah. know, with a with jackets and stuff on, so it's the best thing to do is to is just to leave it off. Yeah, so that's the, that's mainly that's the main reason. Yeah, of course. So rewind, and I mean, going back your early days, you you I, I think you were born outside of the United Kingdom, uh, Romeo. Yes, I was born in Antigua, Saint John's, Antigua. Wow, but I mean, you you don't have any real recollection of that time. Uh, you know, well, early, early yeah, years? Little, maybe, yeah, little little bits. I mean, like the thing is, it's like anything. But I mean. Last time when when I went back, I mean, you always think of everything looking bigger than what they really were because you were small. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is so true. Yeah. So, but do you, do you still have family connections there? Is that still? Um. Yeah. Very few. No. No. no close relatives. Yeah. Actually, okay. But yeah. Probably cousins and stuff and that. Yeah. Who I'll probably never met anyway. Yeah, of course. We're all on the same boat, aren't we? It's usually the usual old uh, weddings, baptisms, and, and, and funerals, and that, that's, if you're yeah, lucky, isn't right, it? Exactly, yeah, we all do yeah. that, don't we? So, the, yeah. the, when the drumming progressed, then, I mean, your, your own parents and, and people around you, what were they thinking at the time? We'll be back after a quick break. Have you ever wondered what the band ACDC has to do with the missing town of Dublin, Wisconsin? Or who gets to decide what music plays at the end of the world? Or whether or not the largest unsolved art heist in history was actually a cover for a different crime? Maybe you haven't wondered about these things, but that's okay. On 31, we dive into strange, true, but often lesser-known stories and the interesting theories that surround them. From space to sports, lost media to internet lore, 31 has something for everyone. Find 31 on your favorite podcast platform and dive into the why behind the weird with me, Quinn Lovecraft. 31, the why behind the weird. Well, uh, uh, not, I mean, like anybody else, I didn't particularly have any encouragement. I mean, I had to do it myself. But but then again, it's an instrument that makes a lot of noise. Of course, it does. <laughs> and, and in, in them days, um, I did have a practice pad. Luckily enough, I mean, it was uh, you know it was made of rubber and all the rest of it. But you know, I couldn't, I couldn't take a, a drum kit at home because it was just much too noisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So consequently, I never practiced at home. Yeah. The only time I ever used to practice was at the school, which is luckily 
one street away from where I lived. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so I could walk down every yeah. every night when that youth club and various um, stuff clubs going on. I, I just got down there. There was a drum kit there, and I would just practice. Yeah, okay. So uh, the development of that then, I mean, did you go through school, high school, what way were things, you know, where was first jobs and so on? How, how was all yeah, that yeah, coming well, in? Well I, left, well, I left school at 15. Right, because okay. Because I, I went to a secondary modern school and there was no chance for fifth year or such. Yeah. So yeah. basically, when you, when you, especially living in Leicester, all, they, all you were ever actually educated to do was to work in factories mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know I didn't go to grammar school or anything like that. Uh, you know, um, so my first job was a engineer's apprentice. Okay. Yeah. You okay. know, which which once again we you, you had a, a one day release to go college. Yeah. Well, that didn't last very long because <laughs> you know I thought I left school. I don't want to go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so I moved on to another job. You know, but yeah. you know they had. So shoe factories in Leicester. I mean, Leicester was known for boots and shoe, uh-huh. you know, and mm-hmm. and hosiery. Yes, yes, that's not, yes. That's all. That's all gone now. Yeah, that, that time it was. Uh, you you can just walk out of one job and into another, mm-hmm. with it, you know, and be, and be fine. But you, I mean, once again, you couldn't do that today. But yeah. I, I I just left jobs because I did, you know, I didn't like it or whatever, and got another one immediately. Yeah. But it wasn't. The thing is, these were unskilled jobs, so mm-hmm. you can go in and out if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, loyalty or such. Yeah, just keep moving mm-hmm. around. So the music then. I'm interested in that. You know, where, where what groups were there? Local groups that you got into initially? Yeah. How did that progress? Yeah, I got, yeah. I mean, I, got, I mean, as I say, I mean, I've been from the age of twelve. I've been practicing mm-hmm. and playing in bands. But by the time I got fifteen. I was gigging all over the place. All right. So, you know, so, you know, several local groups until um, the age of 19, that's when I turned professional. Yeah, and uh, what, I mean, Shawari Wari, how did they form? I mean, what, what was the story there at the beginning? Well, well, well the story is, was, is that the fact that I, at 19, I joined a, a band, progressive band, um, called Black Widow. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We we gigged all over the place. We supported Deep Purple, yes, wow. yeah, Ginger Baker. You know all yeah. the big yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 supported them. So I've got I had an education looking at those people and all the rest of it. Of course, but but the thing is, it was like progressive rock. And, and the thing is, we made four albums. But to be quite honest with you, it didn't really happen for us mm-hmm. at all. So the band, you know, split, and. Um, Everybody came back to Leicester, all the, all the rest of it. And um, within a couple of weeks of, of the band uh, disbanding, I picked up a, a copy of the Leicester Mercury mm-hmm. newspaper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was an advert for a drummer in a band. Mm-hmm. So I ans- answered the advert, um, you know, invited down to the audition. Um, but there was a few people drummers in there but I got the job and um, that was a band called Choice mm-hmm. unbeknown to me the, the, there was another band who Choice yep. amalgamated with me with themselves um, every fortnight in a pub called the Foss Way well this amalgamation was like yes 
was Shiori Wari, which two bands together. So we had two drummers, two bass players, two guitarists and two oh, singers. Right, okay. So we had two of everything. So <laughs> this is where the eight piece came yeah, into being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, yeah, and that's Shiori Wari was born. I was the last person to join Shiori Wari, um, mm -hmm. actually. Um, so yeah, everything was, you know, signed, sealed and delivered by then. Wow. The style is was probably a lot different to what you're used to. There, there was an old advert there I'm just looking at in the Turkey. You're playing Turkey Paradise Castle Club at Half Fee. Uh, Black Widow to aid the homeless. Romeo 20 is the group's new drummer with the band <laughs> at a recent <laughs> Isle of Wight oh Festival. God, where do you find this? Where did I tell you? You're out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a guy called, was it Kip Trevor was the vocalist? Uh, Kip Trevor, yeah, Kip Trevor was the vocalist, yeah. Uh, Zoot Taylor, organist. Zoot Taylor was a keyboard wow. organist. Jeffrey Griffiths, James Gallon Jeff and Jeff Clive Jones, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah there you go. You know, unfortunately, so unfortunately um, Clive Jones and Jeff Griffiths passed oh. on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, and, and had yeah. you kept, you know, did you keep contact with other guys, you know, that you'd, you'd, you'd come up through well, initially with? Well, yeah, the odd time, you know, the last time I had any correspondence with any of them was like, a couple of years ago, just before the pandemic, because yeah. they wanted to do a, re, um, a tour of Australia. Mm -hmm. They wanted to, uh, you know, sort of uh, reform Black Widow so they could sort of play gigs all over the oh, well, It would probably start out in Australia, but it probably would have ended up in Europe and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, it kind of coinc it co it, it, it co coincided with um, Shibori Wadi dates and all the rest of it, but the main thing that happened was the pandemic. Of course. So, I mean, that killed everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the style of Black Widow, in those days you were supporting Ginger Baker and Cree or whoever in those days, but what type of music were you playing? Progressive rock, actually. Oh, um, okay. Progressive rock, I mean, like, we, we tip to hat to bands like Yes, because, you know, we, we would play in all different timings, you know, yeah, yeah. nine, yeah, four, yeah. five, yeah, eight. Yeah. yeah. So, so we weren't just a particularly, um, four, four band, mm -hmm. but I mean, the thing is, it, it was, it was just whatever, but loads of bands did at the time, you know, probably most of it was self, self indulgent yeah. because we yeah. wanted to show people that we could play mm -hmm. basically, mm -hmm. even though the songs weren't very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Jumping across then, Romeo, to Shawari Wari, totally different yeah. style altogether. Maybe simpler, I, I don't know, from your point of view in the, in, the, in the background with the drums. I'm not sure. How did you find that transformation? Um, well, it, the thing is, some, really, what, it, what, what I learned is that irrespective of how complex the song may be, whatever, you have to play for the song. You know, I mean, in Black Widow, we made it as complex as possible. Because mm -hmm. we could, yeah, 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 you know, and irrespective of what the song was about, we made it complex anyway. Now, you know, we, if you're playing rock and roll, um, you know, fifty stuff and all that, yeah. you can't really do that because mm -hmm. it won't work. Mm -hmm. You've, got, you know, a lot of it is based on the, the basic gospel beat. Yes, yes, you know, yes, and yes. and you really can't change that at all. Yeah. So course. it, so I mean, it was. It, what he did, I mean, I didn't play as busy as I, as I would have done. Yeah. But then again, that would have been completely wrong. So yeah. you got to you got to play for the music. Yeah, of course. Don't overplay because you'll ruin it. 
Yeah, of course. And uh, and this, I think they still give you your five minute drum session yeah, in the middle well, of the gigs, isn't that right? Yeah, it? yeah I don't, not, not so much now because, right. um, <laughs> well, um, funny enough, I listened to, to one of the solos I did yeah, years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it was good then, but you know, I'm not, you, you know, I'm not, I don't think the audience come to hear me play even a five minute drum solo. Yeah. They actually come to hear, you know, hey, rock and roll. Under the Moon of Love, Three yeah, Steps to Heaven, yeah. you got what it takes, yeah. all that. That's what they've come for. You're right, you're right, you're yeah. absolutely right. Chatting with Chris on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Again, you can go back through all the old papers and, you know, when you guys signed up and... I think the papers were putting out about a six-figure octet wins a big contract from Bailey's with Eve Collins of oh, SES, yeah, was they, that? Well, yeah, they, they, well, the thing is, it was a £330,000 uh, contract, I wow. think it was, mm-hmm. and everybody thought the band, oh, we're all going to be rich and all that, but <laughs> basically that contract was to actually finance reco- recordings, future recordings, ah, and yeah, stuff okay. like that, so... We never, you know, it didn't go into our pockets at all. Yeah. It went in to promote the band, you know, and, and do recordings and stuff like that. Well, was it true that you sort of had the, the, the bigger time as a result of a talent competition, really? That there was some sort of nationwide talent competition and you guys topped it? Yeah, it was called a Top Town Talent Competition. Ah, it yeah. was at Bailey's Clubs and uh, we won it. Right, okay. Okay, yeah. And so. this is, yeah, we won it and that's where they... The prize money came into. Yeah, we won. You know, three hundred thirty thousand pounds. That's how it came about. Yeah, that makes sense. Man. So, <laughs> so that what that must have been massive. I mean, I, 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 maybe you don't want to go into your personal background, but your your parents maybe were they about at that time? And you know, how how did the family feel? You know, you're now starting to. Well, 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 well at, at that time I was living with my grandmother, but who died? Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. um, my mother and my sister were living in London. You know, so, you know, I mean, you know, they were quite pleased about it and all the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just to see you from where you were to where you you went then. And then it sort of rocketed, really, didn't it? I mean, I would say your life was never your own since since 1973, Romeo. Well, no, because, well, you you, you got some people saying hello to who you've never met. Yeah, yeah. And people who didn't like you or you didn't like, you had to be nice to. (laughs) <laughs> I understand that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and, and yeah. people shout, you know, people, people who you knew didn't like you, pretended to like you, right, so gotcha. I pretended to like them. <laughs> <laughs> what a world! What a crazy world! Yeah. But yeah, no, I get that, and I mean, there were there were as many critics as as people like. Whenever you look back through things, you know, but it it was like revamping an old sound again, wasn't it? Is that you know well, how, well, how yes, did... well, a lot of jealousy involved and all the rest of it? Yeah, but, uh, you know you. you you just got to run with it. Mm-hmm. How did you find once Top of the Pops came along? How did you find that personally? Well, the Top of the Pops was something that anybody in a band would want to be on, and to be on it with a number one single as well was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I've talked to the other artists, and they just said it was overwhelming sometimes. You know, because well, well yeah, because you, you, it was, well, it was just like you know, 
it's the holy grail of everything you've looked for. Yeah, of course. And and, and you could be there one day. I remember someone telling me they were in, somewhere in Spain. And the next thing, do you guys realise you're now in the charts? You need to get back over here. So you've got to go, you've got to get back, yeah, yeah. Did you find that too, Romeo, that you were somewhere else in the world and then you're straight back for recording and back out again? Mm. Was that was that the way life yeah, was? We had, yeah, we did a lot of that until... Until you know, until the video age came into being, yeah, of course. we had to travel mm. to all these different countries to yeah. promote the singles. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know and you know, you'd been, you, you probably the charts came out on the thing. If I'm charts came out on the Tuesday, yeah. And if you got, and if you were, say you were in somewhere like Germany, whether on a Friday, you know, and you were doing uh, a tour or something like that, sometimes you just you just had to fly back to do the show and fly back again. That's quite dumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On, your, on a personal level, I mean, you, you now have children, of course, um, yeah. and and quite successful in their own rights, I suppose. Romeo, one one yeah, went followed, yeah. maybe took the sport in line a wee bit further than what you did. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, well, Tamsin um, wrote songs, and she's a singer as well. Yeah. And um, Ben was um, a high jump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a quite a high level too. Yeah. I'd had a quite yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Olympian. Yeah, of course, yeah. So you can't get much more than that. So yeah. but how did you find, you know, with the band through those early years and, and you know you had to live life as well in in a in a family life, was that did you find that yeah. difficult? Uh, well yeah, well you were gigging all over the place, that's the thing. Yeah. It's quite busy. I mean I, I think one year I've we did two hundred and odd gigs. Wow. Yeah, you know that's you know, I mean that, that, yeah. that was the that was in the early days trying to get the band known known and you know after you'd done one tour you'd have a short time off then be on tour again so it's it was you know never ending really people would say well you started well I mean the joke is we started the tour in 1974. Mm-hmm. And we're still on it now. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. So I know it's a 50-year exactly. tour, basically. Yeah, but did, did you find things, did things dwindle for a while, or was there always steady work? You know, once the 70s, oh, no, oh, you know, oh, yeah, well, well, did you go we've through never, that? Yeah. We've never been short of work, ever. I mean, like, wow. if you look back at uh, the 70s, we were probably the biggest selling, one of the biggest selling pop bands of, of the 70s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we we were in the charts more than probably anybody else, other than maybe Shaking Stevens and something like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Were, were, were you happy to be grouped as Teddy Boys? Would that have been a true and accurate account of what you were doing those days? Well, that? Uh, well, 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 that was a true account of the stage persona. Yeah, yeah. Oh, none of us. Uh, I mean, we won't. We wouldn't be old enough to be Teddy Boys. The real Teddy Boys. Yeah, true. Would have been. <laughs> would have been teenagers in the late fifties. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but you did get branded that. I mean, when I went to school, um, you were either a Teddy boy, you were a punk. Because that eighties era, you know, you had, there was so much going yeah, on. Well, yeah, well, by by the mid seventies, there were all these different types of uh, subgroups were going along. Yet you, yeah, you had your yeah. mods, you had your Teds, you had your walkers, and you had your psychobillies, and you had That's right. all That's sorts right, yeah. of people. You know, you got. The people who 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 go to Wigan um, Wigan Pier with yeah. the baggy trousers, yeah. dancing to uh, all that sort of music. So you know, all loads of subgroups just mushroomed from nowhere. Yeah, and um, you like it music though. I mean, it's all music based, basically. 
Yeah. A lot of your singles um, would be older songs, you know, that, that were. But you, you, some of you guys, you've written your own material as well over the years. The thing is, um, I think the first four or five singles, Shibori Wori did, was yeah. self penned. Yeah. I mean, the first yeah. song, Hey Rock and Roll, was number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. chance, you know. And um, yeah, so we, Rock and Roll Lady, Sweet Music, all those, they were all um, self penned. Your station, your voice. Yeah, the first Hey Rock and Roll. So you look back in the history, and I think you were on tour in those days with like the likes of David Cassidy and people like that. Oh, yeah, you, you know, when yeah, you signed well, up. Yeah, we we supported David Cassidy on on a tour. Um, I think we thought we, we did a few. We did a Shawfield Stadium. Um, oh, yeah. We did uh, one in White City, where unfortunately um, uh, one of the fans died on that one. Wow. They, I think got crushed. Right, I mean, okay. All right. The White City Stadium's not there anymore. I think that's been demolished. Yes, okay. Wow. But you... yeah, that, actually, that tour with David Cassidy is what um, made Shawadi Wadi, actually, because uh, that particular week, the record climbed up mm. to number whatever, number. I think it went to number two. Three, three, something or, like uh, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's and the right. thing is, we, we went higher than David Cassidy, which. We made us laugh because when we got there, they they, they didn't look at us as at, at all. We had to get changed. Yes. We had no dressing room. They had they made no sort of uh, offer to give us any changing rooms or nothing. So actually, we got changed on the terraces where the fans could see you getting changed. Yeah. Because you know we were just a a support band. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but but obviously, uh, within a month of that happening. Yeah. We were a much higher chart position than David Cassidy. Yeah. So we had a good laugh about that one. <laughs> you must have rubbed shoulders over the years with many personalities. You know, there's there's always, you know, who were the best of those people, Romeo, that, you know, spring to mind that you can recall stories about, you know, that you like to work with? Well, there's so many. All, all, all the guys in the 70s bands were, were really good. Hmm. You know, I hmm. mean... There weren't many standoffish people. I mean, like we did, we did um, the Midair Music Festival in I think it's the seventy-five, seventy-six, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. likes of Elton John were there and all the rest of it. But, but you know, I won't say he was standoffish, but I don't think he's quite as uh, friendly then as he is now. Yes. But yes. then again, he had a persona to keep, of I suppose. Yeah, of course. You of know, course. but I mean, you, oh, oh, you know, you know. You likes of Bing Crosby and all that. We met up in a record, recording studio, but the, you know, the thing is, how we we would have recorded that if there were mobile phones around. Of course, you know, that's right. But there were no, you know, we couldn't say sort of take an ex- instant photo of Bing Crosby or True. even like even Bob Marley and yeah. just about every every major act. Yeah, we met along the way, and John Bonham from Led Zeppelin yeah. came into yeah. our dressing room. Yeah, you know that would have been great yeah, on my of wall. Of course, <laughs> but once again, yeah. there's no camera at hand. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's you a know. different world. Different world, doesn't it? Yeah, but, 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 yeah, but by, by and large, I didn't. I, I can't remember. I can't remember meeting anybody who I didn't particularly like. Yeah, and for probably the reason that I blacked it out and I can't remember anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, have you ever thought of writing your memoirs, or maybe you have? Uh, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't done that. Not Is that really. not not I mean, not not in your not in the pipeline at all? 
Not, not at the moment. Right. Uh, okay. okay. I mean, I, I know Dave's written two books or something like that. Yes. But yes. They are just stuff that's happened to him and to the band doing gigs and all the rest of it. It's, I think he's written two books. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And fascinating. But you know what's really good that um, your whole. I suppose your previous schedules and appearances are all on the internet on on your website actually. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, yeah. That's so. That's where you could pos- possibly find the two hundred gigs we did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's brilliant to see that, you know, because there's so many people over the years. I mean, I don't know, personally, would you have ever kept a diary? Would that have been ever in your psyche, really? Where you were moving about from, from night to night and things, personally, would you ever have kept that? Yeah, well, yeah, and the thing is, it, it, what it was, a lot of these venues, though, remember, they were like, some of them were cabaret venues, where, just say we were, just say we were booked into Stockton, so we were in Stockton for one week. So you got seven days, whatever, gigs. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to travel. All we, all we had to do is get into the hotel and go to the um, the venue, yeah. and and that was for seven days. So it's it's like a seven day residency. Yeah, I know. What you mean. Were, you yeah. Know. yeah. And of course, you're no stranger to this, this part of the world either, in Northern Ireland or Ireland no, as a whole. No, I, 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 oh yeah, look, loved it. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. I mean, we've done every every just about every major gig in. Northern Ireland, and I yeah. think we're going. We, well, I think we're doing some this year, aren't we? I yeah, I think coming up later on the year, you know, if things go well uh, towards the summertime, I think you're over yeah, here yeah, four, yeah. four or five venues. I think I, I noticed. Um, <laughs> just a quick story on that one. When I was about seventeen, Romeo, we actually have yeah. met before, um, but have we? yeah, we have. Yeah, you were playing <laughs> somewhere in Antrim at a hotel, and I yeah. I left school in my school yeah. uniform with my portable tape recorder, and I don't no, know how I got. Oh, we don't have any bad memories of the meeting. No, no, no. But what what did happen? <laughs> and it taught me a life lesson. To be honest with you, I I arrived at the hotel, seventeen years yeah. of age, school uniform, and it was I think Al James. Al, Al was in uh, around at that time. Uh, obviously, yeah, okay, yeah. And he brought me in, and you were all in the bar setting up uh, whatever was going on. And I always remember you bought me an orange juice because obviously I was did a school I? child. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if it was you or Al, but the, but the group oh, yeah. did. And we sat down and done the interview. And I remember getting the train back home again and pressing play the microphone hadn't been switched on oh no (laughs) (laughs) so it's taken nearly 40 years to get this interview right oh my god (laughs) so anytime i'm talking to anybody i always say can i just play this back just to ensure that because i remember meeting chawari wari in 1984 wherever it was and it didn't work Switched on. Never switched the mic on. (laughs) I think I'll. I think I got him. I think I got a clip of him doing like a a voiceover. If you haven't got that, if you haven't got it, this you. Hopefully you'll come to the gig in Ireland. Of course we will. Of course we will. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, lockdown was was a terrible thing for us all. We're we're coming out the other end of that now. Yeah. Romy, personally, what what were you doing yourself? I mean, how did you put that time in? Well, actually, well, just stayed. I mean. Well, stayed at home is what you're supposed course, to do. Yeah, yeah. Most of us, you know, not the government though, but most of us. And um, I just, we, we just, I'd be stayed at home and did a little bit of shopping, watched a hell of a lot of TV. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, um, yeah, I, I got into a lot of the uh, the Mexican Spanish stuff and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. On Netflix. Oh yes, but, yes. Yeah, but the thing is, that first year it was 
I think the weather was fantastic, wasn't it? It was. That and, summer was was glorious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was glorious. So you know, everybody was, you know, at least making most of the sunshine, most, did, more or less. You know. did, did the drums get a rattle at all? No, no, not the drums. But I have a practice pad at home, which I I play just about every day. So yeah. I, I, you know, my, I, I mean, it's not. It's practicing is not ever the ever the same as um, actually being on stage because it's a different vibe. Um, you know, you, the physical input's not the same. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, as long as you, get, you keep your fingers and your mind um, active, that's part of it, a very big part of it as yeah. well, actually. Yeah, of course. Yeah, good good, good advice. Um, yeah. you, do you know, once you're starting to come out of lockdown then, um, did you did you guys do anything online at all, get together online and, and put in no, light there to the fan no, base? No, I mean, no. It, it, it was mentioned, but we just thought, no, no, the we... Some yeah. bands did it, but yeah. um, we did, it was mentioned, but we, we obviously decided not to do that. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you feel the need to write songs again? I mean, is that a, is that an end of your psyche, or do you just well, leave it as it is? Well, no. I mean, there, there are some new, possibly mm-hmm. new song coming up. Maybe. Okay. It's only possible. Uh, the reason why I said possibly maybe because what I said in previous interviews <laughs> that. Um, there's a possibility yeah. that we might get some um, former members in for next year. Yeah. Or just an option. It's not a fact. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. And, and, yeah. and so we've had people come in and say, oh, I've heard you're getting people back in from the band years back. Yeah, no, it, I, what I said was a possibility. Yeah. So that's the same as answering your question about yeah, new no, songs. Once yeah. again, that's a possibility, but it's not written in stone. Do you not have like a little notebook from years and years ago, all these one-liners and verses and all written in it, Romeo? Did you ever do that? Well, I'm, well I'm, I, I don't particularly write song, but I mean, I'm sure. Not? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Dave does. Dave's got some some stuff and whatever. Yeah, of course, Dave has taken a back seat more or less. He manages now, isn't that right? He's he's, he's took a back seat now. Yeah, as yeah. A, as. The man manager. Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. So, getting back on stage now, what was it like the first gig again when you got out there? Were you not nervous no, again? No, no, not no, well, just not nervous, but. Uh, Apprehensive. Apprehensive, yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah, and, you know, a slight concern because if you remember the people, you know, wearing masks and all the rest of it, and, yeah. you know, the turnout, turnout wasn't as big as it, we were expecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, most places we were sort of selling out. When we, came, when we came back on stage and all that, we were probably getting, you know, 75% um, audience, which yeah. is all right, but, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it yeah. was just... Well, a lot of people were afraid. A lot of people were afraid to uh, come out and, you know, the gigs because they think they'll probably catch something or whatever. Yeah, of course. That's right. Yeah, everybody. We all deal with it differently, I suppose. Yeah. The the whole thing around Shwari Wari, you have a big fan base and, you know, we're all, it's a different world now. You know, you can download music online and you know how many hits you've had and so on and so forth. And, you know, people do it on their phones now and don't really buy vinyl and so on. But the whole structure the whole thing is it still of interest in the press are you still doing tv interviews do you still find you know major televisions looking gig signing you up looking interviews is that still going on is it all there it's not not, no 
not the way it used to be. I mean, it does yeah. sometimes. I mean, you know, when we, especially in places like Scotland and things like that, they, they are, they, they are, of course, well, of course, there are loads of interviews, really. Yeah. That's the thing. So it's, I mean, it's just ongoing. Basically. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So tell me this. What, what have you never been asked before that you'd like to be asked? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really can't think. That's, that one, I tell you what, that one, that what, that question is the one. There you go. We've cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, Romeo. Listen, that's, that's an, well, that's an original question. You, you must, you must keep, you could, must keep that for okay. whatever you interview again. That, that, that's copyrighted. Yeah, we'll that, put that. That's the best one. That is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, personally, your own music taste. Yeah, you, you work in the band and so on. So if you had to relax, you know, you have a day off or a night off or whatever, what do you actually listen to yourself? It's weird. I don't listen to a load of music anymore, funnily enough. All right. The only time I listen to music is if I want to get in the car. Yeah, okay. The radio one. Yeah, yeah. And all the rest of it. Because I've done all that. Um, I'm not massive fan of, of what's particularly happened, ha- happening today. I mean, I do... I, I do sort of give, give a nod to sort of the R&B yeah. um, artist and all yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. But generally, no, I, d- I don't actually buy records anymore. Or download is the word, isn't it, now? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I, no, I don't really. I just... Uh, but sometimes I listen to Sky Arts. What Sky Arts? All right. And, you know, and there's a good band there, you know, whatever, the Eagles or whoever it may be, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd watch that. But generally, I, 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 I don't uh, listen to music, as I say, other than when I get in the car to drive somewhere. You had mentioned earlier at the start, we, we talked about your daughter and then, so she is she starting to progress in the music world? Is that going to be where she's heading? Or? Well, it's just, just basically, you know, there's still, I mean, it's, you must know, um, as everybody else, it's not an easy thing to no. try and make it in this business at all. No. And there's so many good people around just trying to get where they are mm-hmm. but you know you, you 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 know you get so many people there's not as many record companies around as there used to be yeah so there, i think there's four or five main ones yeah uh, and, and they just control everything yeah unless you go online and do it yourself which is probably the way forward for a lot of bands have done, done it yeah you know? i think so people yeah. like the arctic monkeys and that's right yeah you know, so so many a lot a lot of people have have been discovered mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it seems so that's the way forward for any up and coming artist, and it's it's quite tough. Mind you, I was in some of the bigger record stores there across the water where you are, and I walked in. I think it was in Sheffield, and I couldn't believe it—the amount of vinyl that has now been sold again. Yeah, vinyl is, ma- is making a comeback. It is sure for the simple reason the young people are fascinated by it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more that. Will it last? I, I don't know. It's, it's I more, don't know. That's, that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was looking, at, I was online just at, before we finished. You, you, you sort of put in Shwari Wari into some of those major, um, what would you call them, auction sites. And you'll yeah, see yeah. where Romeo Challenger has signed a drum or signed a drum skin and it's going for £350. Yeah, yeah, pounds yeah. And all. You, you must find that all the time, turning up and, you know, alleged uh, where you've signed different things. Thing. So, I've always said to the artists before: see if you ever go out of business, just start selling uh, signed drum kits. You'll, you'll do okay. <laughs> you'll yeah. not be stuck I mean, for work. I mean, the thing is, you know, some people ask for autograph things just to sell on. Of course, you know. But the yeah, thing you, is, yeah. you know, it's it's not for me to say I'm not going to sign it because I think you're going to sell it on. Yeah. Um, because that you, you could do that to the wrong person who is. Genuine. A massive fan of all that, That's and that right. would be quite insulting, wouldn't it? That's so true. That's so true. So you know, if you want some exciting, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah I see. Well, well, listen, 
I, I can't. I could talk to you all night, but listen, I, I could just thank you so much for, for coming on the programme tonight. Oh, it's a pleasure. And you know, there's so many fans out there, and some of us don't like to admit it, but of course we love the music. And you know that old, give us that old bass line that you do in uh, the Under the Moon of Love. That's you, isn't it, in the background? That's, that is me, yes. yes. Well, is it coming? Well, I, I, could, I don't think no, I could get that well, well, you Will you do it? <laughs> Come on, pretty baby, take my hand. Is that it? Something like that? That is it. That is it. I'll tell you what, though, before you go, yes. make sure you've recorded this. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I will check. You don't it. want to be going back home and saying, oh, I think I'm. Let me, let me play back what I've just recorded. Yeah, and, and can I, you've got nothing. Can I say to you as well, whenever you come over to Ireland next, uh, if, if, if the news reporting is right, in, in 1987, Dave Bartram, Bart, he said that most audiences were magic except in one county, but they wouldn't name it for some reason, uh, where everyone just stood and gawped. But never danced at all, so I think that disappointed. But apparently, he nearly came to grief near Dare last week when a long way coming over took another vehicle and headed straight for the car in which Dave was driving. He had to drive into a field and damage the car, and the lorry drove on. <laughs> he chased after it, collared the driver five miles away. I don't know whether that's a true story, but only Dave can tell us that. No, no, I think it is. It is. is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I do remember that. So, I do remember. I'm not quite sure exactly where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 where the location was, but that is a true story. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Well, because Dave and Rod were shaken. They, they were oh, shaken. Is that true? And, yeah, wow. Yeah, oh, it is, yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not quite sure whether they, we, had a, we had a gig that same day or we had a day off. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, they were shaken anyway. Wow, that's amazing. So just be careful the next time you're over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> keep, as they say here, keep her between the hedges. <laughs> listen it's been lovely talking to you and my, my uh, pleasure. thank you so much for talking to you and listen look forward to meeting you in the future when you're over okay we are looking forward to that chatting with chris on fm 105 down community radio your station your voice what a great guy romeo challenger drummer with show waddy waddy thank you romeo for joining me on tonight's program for that amazing insight Shwariwari will be in Ireland this June, specifically in the Waterfront Hall in Belfast on Saturday the 11th of June. Do go along. For more information on the group, go to their website, www.shwariwari.net. I'm leaving you tonight with Shwariwari, 1975, a top 10 hit, and it's this one. It's Heartbeats. Do tune in again next week. Chris Scott here on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Until then, stay safe and stay tuned, folks.